Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Daily News in Brief from Sherlock's.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Welcome to the Daily News in Brief podcast. Today is the 9th of January and this week's main stories are Iran targeted US military bases in Iraq with more than a dozen ballistic missiles on Tuesday night. The strikes which hit one airbase in Iraq's Anbar province and another in Erbil were launched in retaliation for the killing of Qasem Soleimani. The Iranian general was killed in a US drone strike in Iraq last week. In a statement, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps said the attack had been launched in the name of the martyr General Qasem Soleimani and suggested Tehran's mission to retaliate had been concluded. Responding to news of the strikes, US President Donald Trump insisted all is well and said casualty and damage assessments were underway at the bases. Boris Johnson has condemned Iran's strike as reckless and dangerous and urged the country to pursue urgent de-escalation. No British troops were killed in the strikes, as far as we can tell, the Prime Minister added. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn has challenged the legality of Soleimani's killing, his spokesperson saying it was hard to see how the general's assassination could be justified as legal action. Responding, the Prime Minister said the general had the blood of British troops on his hands and claimed it was not up to the UK to determine the legality of the drone strike. I think most reasonable people would accept that the United States has the right to protect its bases and its personnel, Johnson added. In a speech on Wednesday, US President Donald Trump backed away from further military confrontation and said Iran appeared to be standing down following the missile strikes, a decision he praised as a good thing for all parties concerned. A man described as Britain's most prolific rapist has been jailed for life. Police believe Reynard Sinaga targeted at least 190 victims. At a sentencing hearing this week, Judge Suzanne Goddard, QC, described the 36-year-old as an evil, serial, sexual predator and handed down a life sentence with a minimum of 30 years in prison. A postgraduate student at the University of Leeds, Sinaga was already serving a life sentence after being convicted in two earlier trials in 2018 and 2019. In total, the Indonesian national has been found guilty of offences against 48 men across four separate trials, including 136 counts of rape, 8 counts of attempted rape and 14 counts of sexual assault. Sinaga carried out the attacks over two and a half years. He met his victims outside Manchester clubs, inviting them to his flat before drugging and assaulting them. He was eventually caught in June 2017 when one victim regained consciousness while being attacked. The man fought off Sinaga and called the police, who upon seizing his phone, discovered filmed footage of assaults on over 100 men. Investigators have been unable to identify 70 victims and say the true extent of Sinaga's crimes may never be known. Sinaga denied the charges against him, claiming each of the men had consented to sex and to being filmed while pretending to be asleep. 
The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have announced that they will be stepping back from their roles as senior members of the royal family and working to become financially independent. It is thought the couple did not consult any other member of the royal family ahead of announcing the decision. In a statement released on Wednesday night, the Duke and Duchess said they planned to split their time between the UK and North America, where the Duchess was born. This geographic balance will enable us to raise our son with an appreciation for the royal tradition into which he was born, while also providing our family with the space to focus on the next chapter, they added. Prince Harry and Meghan have insisted they will continue to fully support the Queen, despite their decision to step back from royal duties. A spokesperson for Buckingham Palace claimed discussions with the Duke and Duchess were at an early stage, saying, These are complicated issues that will take time to work through. The royal couple have publicly struggled under the media spotlight since their relationship was officially confirmed in 2016. In October last year, the prince said his wife had been subjected to a ruthless campaign of propaganda in the tabloid press. I cannot begin to describe how painful it has been, he added. In UK news... Labour's ruling National Executive Committee, NEC, met this week to decide the rules for the party's upcoming leadership election. The NEC announced that the contest to replace Jeremy Corbyn would take place over three months, with the new leader announced at a special conference on the 4th of April. The leadership ballot will run from the 21st of February to the 2nd of April, and registered supporters of the Labour Party will need to pay £25 to vote in the contest. Those who possess full membership will not need to pay extra to vote. There are currently six Labour candidates in the race to succeed Corbyn. Shadow Brexit Secretary, Sir Keir Starmer. Shadow Foreign Secretary, Emily Thornbury. Shadow Treasury Minister, Clive Lewis. And Shadow Business Secretary, Rebecca Long-Bailey. As well as backbench MPs, Lisa Nandy and Jess Phillips. Boris Johnson met with the new President of the European Commission on Wednesday as the UK prepares to leave the EU at the end of this month. Hosting Ursula von der Leyen at Downing Street, the Prime Minister reportedly stressed the necessity of meeting the deadline for a UK-EU trade deal at the end of 2020. A spokesperson for Number 10 said Johnson had told the Commission President he was confident of securing a deal and underlined the government's goal of agreeing an ambitious, tariff-free trade deal in place of continued regulatory alignment. While EU officials have pledged to do all they can to meet the trade deal deadline at the end of this year, Von der Leyen has been clear Johnson's timetable is extremely challenging. Dr Helen Sharman, the first Briton to travel in space, has spoken to The Observer magazine about the possibility of extraterrestrial life, saying, Aliens exist, there's no two ways about it. The chemist, who now works at Imperial College London, told the magazine there must be all sorts of different forms of life among the billions of stars in the universe. Sharman said aliens may not be made up of carbon and nitrogen like humans, but claims... It's possible they're here right now and we simply can't see them. Sharman made history in May 1991 when she joined cosmonauts Anatoly Artsabarsky and Sergei Krikalev for a mission to the Soviet space station, Mir. In the interview, the chemist discussed her frustration at being described as the first British woman in space rather than the first Briton. It's telling that we would otherwise assume it was a man, she added. A British teenager convicted of lying about being raped has been sentenced to four months in prison by a court in Cyprus. The 19-year-old sentence was suspended for three years after Judge Michaelis Papathanasu told the court, I've decided to give her a second chance. The judge cited the teenager's age and psychological state as reasons for the suspended sentence, which included a fine of €140. The Briton, which cannot be named for legal reasons, was convicted of having willfully indulged in public mischief, 
after accusing a group of Israeli tourists of raping her in Ayanapa last July. She claims Cypriot police then forced her to falsely confess to lying about the incident, something police deny. The accused Israeli tourists, aged between 15 and 22, were permitted to return home after the woman allegedly retracted her complaint. UK Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab has said he has serious concerns about the teenager's treatment in Cyprus. Her lawyer, Lewis Power, QC, said she was suffering severe PTSD following the alleged assault. Power welcomed the woman's return home to the UK following the sentencing this week, but said the fight for her innocence would go on regardless. Power has confirmed plans to appeal the teenager's conviction and said her legal team would escalate the case to the European Court of Human Rights if her name was not cleared. Chancellor Sajid Javid has confirmed the next government budget will be announced on the 11th of March. Speaking on a visit to Manchester, Javid suggested the government would be going ahead with its election campaign pledges to increase spending following a decade of austerity. According to the Chancellor, the spending will prioritise the Midlands and the north of England, areas where traditional Labour voters swung to back the Conservatives in December's vote. Javid said the budget would unleash Britain's potential as officials confirmed fiscal rules had been loosened to allow for the government's spending plans. Responding to news of the budget's date, the outgoing Shadow Chancellor, John McDonnell, said Britain could have no confidence in the scale of investment, especially with a no-deal Brexit still on the table. The lack of foresight in not focusing this budget on the threat of climate change is also criminally irresponsible, he added. A teenager has admitted to killing PC Andrew Harper, a Thames Valley police officer who died responding to reports of a break-in in Berkshire last summer. Henry Long, 18, from Reading, pleaded guilty to the manslaughter of Harper and to conspiracy to steal at the Old Bailey on Tuesday. Harper died from multiple injuries after being dragged along by a van allegedly driven by Long. The teenager denies murder. Two other 17-year-olds have also entered not guilty pleas to Harper's manslaughter and conspiracy to steal. A fourth defendant, Thomas King, 21, from Basingstoke, has admitted conspiracy to steal a quad bike. The trial of the three teenagers will begin at the Old Bailey on the 9th of March. It is expected to last six weeks. The number of homicides recorded across the UK has fallen for the first time in five years. According to research by the BBC, police figures show a total of 650 homicides in England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland last year, down from 774 in 2018. BBC analysis found homicide figures fell in 26 of the 46 UK police forces in 2019, while five forces recorded the same figure as in 2018. Despite the decrease across the country as a whole, homicides in London rose significantly. The Metropolitan Police launched 149 homicide investigations in 2019, its highest number since 2008. Responding to the figures, Met Commander Jane Connors said the causes of violence were complex and could not be solved by police alone. In environment news, electricity produced by the UK's renewable sector outpaced fossil fuel plants on 137 days last year, making 2019 the country's greenest year for energy on record. A report by the Carbon Brief website found renewable energy sources, which include wind, solar, hydro and biomass projects, grew by 9% in 2019. During March, August, September and December of last year, renewable energy projects were the UK's largest source of electricity. The rise has helped contribute to the declining use of coal, with the UK recording 83 coal-free days in 2019. Despite the advances, the carbon brief warmed progress could stall as a result of outages 
at the UK's ageing nuclear power plants. Rapid gains in decarbonising the power sector can't be taken for granted and won't just continue to magically happen forever, the report's author Simon Evans said. In entertainment news, this year's BAFTA Award nominations have been announced, with Todd Phillips's film Joker leading the field with a total of 11 nominations. The Batman villain's origin story has been nominated in categories including Best Director and Best Film, as well as a Best Actor nod for its star, Whacking Phoenix. Joker is closely followed by Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, which have both received 10 nominations each. However, BAFTA's selection has already faced criticism over its lack of diversity, with no actors of colour nominated across all 20 of BAFTA's major acting nominations. The award ceremony will be held at the Royal Albert Hall in London on the 2nd of February. Elsewhere, Sam Mendes has accepted the Golden Globe for Best Director for his film 1917 at the awards ceremony on Sunday night. The Hollywood Prize-giving also saw Mendes' World War I epic win Best Drama Picture, while the prize for Best Actor and Actress in a Drama Picture went to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker and Renée Zellweger for her role in Judy. In business news, the Unite Union has warned that London bus drivers are so exhausted they are at risk of endangering their passengers and other road users. The union has called for decisive action on the problem and said it plans to ballot its 20,000 members on potential industrial action. If the action is backed, strikes could be planned for later this year. Unite Regional Officer John Murphy said bus drivers had had enough and were permanently fatigued. The union has urged Transport for London, TfL, to introduce proper brakes for drivers and ensure their shifts are finished on time. Responding, TfL said safety was its top concern. This is such a complex and multifaceted issue, there is no quick single fix, they added. Christmas sales at the discount supermarket Aldi have surpassed £1 billion for the first time. The German-owned retailer reported a 7.9% rise in UK sales in the four weeks to Christmas Eve, compared with the same trading period in 2018. Aldi's share of the British grocery market now stands at 8%, making it the country's fifth largest grocer. The supermarket has announced plans to increase its UK presence from 874 stores to 1,200 stores over the next five years. Discussing its record Christmas sales, Aldi UK Chief Executive Giles Hurley said, more customers than ever before shopped with us this Christmas. Hurley said the popularity of the supermarket's premium specially selected range had surpassed expectations, with sales rising 8%. The Football Association, FA, has faced criticism over its deal with Bet365 after the bookmaker streamed 23 matches over the weekend. Under a deal agreed by the bookmaker and the FA in January 2017, Bet365 has the right to screen a selection of games on its website and app over the next four years. However, the arrangement came under fire this week after it emerged those attempting to view third-round FA Cup matches could only do so if they had placed a bet with a gambling company or opened an account with a deposit in the 24 hours before kickoff. Responding, the FA said it intends to review its media sales process for the 2024-25 to season onwards, although Culture Secretary Nicky Morgan has suggested the association should consider terminating the deal early. In health news, 
Leading academics have warned further advances in medicine could be at risk because NHS staff are unable to take part in vital research. The Academy of Medical Sciences said the number of doctors involved in research had fallen from 7.5% in 2004 to 4.2% in 2017 as a result of pressures on the NHS, including staff shortages. According to a report from the Academy, NHS research has played a crucial role in a number of important medical advances, much of which relied upon collaboration between senior doctors and academics. NHS England insisted its research projects were continuing to grow despite pressures on staffing. As NHS staffing expands further over the next five years, the opportunities for more research will increase, they added. Elsewhere in the world, three British nationals have been confirmed among the victims of a plane crash in Iran. The Ukrainian International Airlines flight had been bound for Kiev, Ukraine, but crashed minutes after taking off from Tehran's International Airport on Wednesday morning. Iran's Red Crescent said none of the 176 people on board the flight had survived. According to Ukraine's Foreign Minister, Vadim Prostyko, 82 Iranians, 63 Canadians and 11 Ukrainians were also among the victims. A black box flight recorder belonging to the Boeing 737-800 has been located in the aircraft's wreckage. However, Iranian authorities have refused to hand over the device to Boeing, a US company, prompting speculation over whether there was something suspicious about the plane crash. The Ukrainian embassy in Iran initially claimed an engine malfunction had caused the disaster. The embassy later redacted this explanation, instead stating that all information would be provided by an official commission. The 737-800 model is a different Boeing aircraft to those involved in deadly crashes in Indonesia and Ethiopia in 2018 and does not operate with the same software systems implicated in these earlier disasters. Early indications suggest the incident was unrelated to the Iranian missile strikes launched on Tuesday night. Conservationists have warned the bushfires sweeping Australia may result in catastrophic losses for wildlife. Kangaroo Island, located off the country's southern coast, is known as Australia's Galapagos Islands. According to ecologists, a third of the island has been left a scorched wasteland by bushfire. Conservationists believe the blaze may have almost entirely wiped out the island's population of small marsupials called dunarts and its unique flock of glossy black cockatoos. Sam Mitchell, co-owner of the Kangaroo Island Wildlife Park, said the fires had left native species facing devastating conditions. We are seeing kangaroos and koalas with their hands burned off. They stand no chance. It's been quite emotional, he added. Rain provided temporary relief for some areas on Monday, with wet weather reported down the country's east coast from Sydney to Melbourne. Despite the reprieve, which also brought lower temperatures, Australian officials warned there was no room for complacency. The economic damage caused by the bushfires is expected to exceed that of the historic Black Saturday blazes in 2009. The record fires devastated around 450,000 hectares of land north of Melbourne a decade ago, killing 173 people and resulting in an economic impact of around $4.4 billion. The current bushfire crisis is expected to exceed this number after burning across 8.4 million hectares. According to Moody's Analytics, the crisis is likely to sink Australian consumer confidence and weaken the economy as a result of direct damage to the agricultural and tourism industries. The trial of disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein began in New York on Monday. The 67-year-old has been accused of raping one woman in Manhattan in 2013 and forcibly performing a sex act on another woman in 2006. 
The case against Weinstein is being heard at New York's Supreme Court in a trial expected to last two months. Weinstein has denied the charges against him and claims the alleged sexual activity was consensual. Prosecutors have said they also want jurors to hear testimony from others who have come forward with allegations against Weinstein. More than 75 women have publicly accused the movie producer of sexual misconduct, ranging from harassment to assault. Our facts of the week are... Divorce rates are predicted to fall quicker in England and Wales than the rest of Europe, as couples face less social pressure to tie the knot, the Marriage Foundation has said. According to research by the group, which was established by former family court judge Sir Paul Coleridge... Approximately 31% of couples who married in 1992 separated within 15 years. This figure is forecast to fall to 22.5% for couples who married in 2017. To be in gold medal position in the European race to reduce divorce rates is an accolade for which we can, as a nation, justifiably be proud, Coleridge claimed. It is consistent with the latest statistical data showing that marriages are being undertaken with a degree of serious commitment not seen for decades, he added. Kane Tanaka has extended her record as the world's oldest person after celebrating her 117th birthday at a nursing home in Fukuoka on Thursday. According to Guinness World Records, the Japanese supercentenarian was confirmed as the world's oldest living person last year, aged 116 years and 66 days. Local news channels showed Tanaka tucking into a big birthday cake at a party alongside friends and nursing home staff on Thursday, saying, Tasty, I want some more. An 11-year-old skateboarder is hoping to become Britain's youngest ever summer Olympian at the upcoming Tokyo Games. Sky Brown, who spends her time between Japan and the US, is eligible to compete for Team GB, as her father is from the UK. The competition in Tokyo this year will be the first time skateboarding has featured at the Games. Brown said she was super excited at the prospect of competing. I want to show girls it doesn't matter how old you are, you can do anything. So if they see me, this little girl that does a trick... They will think they can do it too, hopefully, she added. And finally, Greggs is set to pay out employee bonuses totalling £7 million after its new vegan range saw the chain enjoy bumper profits. The bonus will be paid at the end of January and will see Greggs' thousands of workers receive £300 each. It was announced as the company unveiled its full-year profit expectations, including a 9.2% growth in like-for-like sales in the year to the 28th of December. Greg said its phenomenal year had been boosted by strong demand for its traditional items, as well as the huge popularity of its new vegan sausage roll. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.